Hello and welcome to Desktop Deployment Podcast. My name is David. I'm here with Jack as usual, and we have a guest today who is James, who you might better know as Apostate Terrain or Apostate Hobbies. So, uh, welcome, James. Hello. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Jack as usual. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. How's how's everybody's weeks going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's just. Well, it's only only Tuesday, isn't it? Well, it's only Monday. Feels like Tuesday, though. (laughs) See how it's going like that. Yeah, not too bad, though, mate. Got a little bit of hobby in this before the start of the podcast. Been pretty good. So, yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, yeah, same. I've literally been doing some painting just before uh, we started uh, recording. So, um, actually getting some stuff done before Christmas. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What are you up to in a minute, James? Oh, yeah, already wishing it was Friday with work. We've got a lovely stock take this week. Oh, mate. <laughs> 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 the worst. Nearly yeah. Christmas, so something to look forward to. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You're breaking up Friday, are you? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, I've managed to wangle the getting half days on Friday and, and the following Friday as well, so pretty oh, happy bro. about that. Nice. I, I say I wangled. I basically waited for two other departments to go, oh, yeah, we should probably close early because, you know, Christmas. And then when they went out, I went to, to my boss and went, so they're doing it. So there's no real point in us being here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, no, but it's all my work, obviously. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, obviously it's um, been a couple of weeks since we last met up so um yeah oh actually before probably we get onto that just just to explain to everybody because nobody listening will know um but um we've got james on today to um talk about um uh, events horace heresy events that he's been running and continues to run and the stellar job that he does on those um so uh yeah he's gonna hang around with us um and you know chat the usual crap that we do um about hobby um and then um towards the end of the episode we're we're going to have a bit more of a in-depth dive into event running and and the the Orthorn's hope events which um anybody who's listened to our previous episodes will have heard us harp on about um previously um yeah. and then everything gets compared to them and everything falls short yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, James. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, no pressure um, about the fucking second event in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's gone now, isn't it? You just passed that now. Just, just looks at other events and goes, oh. <laughs> no, it's not quite as good as mine. No. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so what has what has come out that's been you know what what have we got this news since the last podcast then it's mainly been the old world stuff hasn't it I think it has but we have had had one um, little shiny nugget from the Horus Heresy um, which was the Alpha Legion Saboteur which yeah. um, personally I think looks fantastic yeah it looks sick doesn't it um, yeah and interestingly again it seems to be a is it Mark Five? Yeah, it looks like yeah. yeah, it looks like he's in Mark Five. Yeah, and that's really mm-hmm. cool. That's the first Mark Five model we've had for ages, isn't it? Yeah, and it's interesting that the last few have been Mark Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it does look like sort of a, almost a hint of like a new Mark IV kit, and it. Yeah, and I I think it's nice as well that we're seeing the different marks because I think there was a little bit of worry with some people when uh, Heresy 2.0 came out, and obviously all the new sets were the Mark VI that everything was just going to be beaky Marines, and I think this just these shows that no, they're they're still putting work into the the other marks and not not to be worrying. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what do you reckon to the saboteur, James? Is he much interest to you? Ah, uh, the only criticism I've got, I heard someone else say, is the pose. He looks a bit second edition almost with the pose. Yeah, like he's got like he's a single piece metal sort of thing. Yeah, he's very, very close together. Yeah, that's mm. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he's sort I of suppose he is yeah. meant to be a sneaky boy though. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> he's still a gorgeous model he would just be a pain to convert i think yeah that's yeah. true yeah. yeah he's not yeah you don't he's not really gonna be one you're gonna be able to take parts off is he it's almost a bit like the um the, sort of the some of the plastic models isn't there where it's kind of all the sort of the, the undercuts and the connections are all in weird places you can't just take a take an arm off or take a shoulder off mm. but the head's pretty cool i'm assuming that'll be separate or i hope it is yeah. anyway because that, that'll look cool on some different models but... I've seen a couple of comments from people saying that they look like the, the Cylons. Oh, yeah. I think there's a couple of Alpha Legion heads like that already, isn't there? Probably. I, I have to admit, I've not really looked into them too much. I, I think they're a very... They're, obviously, they're, they're cool Legion, and you know, I've seen plenty of people do some fantastic uh, paint jobs for them, um, but they're not a Legion I've ever sort of looked at and gone, yeah, that, I want to I wanna do them, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I can't say that I've ever looked that closely at their sort of customizable bits. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, like so, I think he's a really cool model. Yeah, now you said it, James, looking at the the sort of the 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 second edition pose kind of thing. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take away, does it? It's still no, like, no, 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 no. It's. I mean, it's. I, to be honest, I mean, I'm probably a bit biased. I quite like all the older. You know, I like all the old metals. I'm a bit. You know, I think it's like. I don't know something about like old school models. I'm like, yeah, like I like I know it's technically worse and the scale's not right, <laughs> but this guy looks fucking sick. Like, <laughs> you, you say that though, like I'm scouring eBay for the old metal Cadians at the minute. Yeah, oh mate, they're so nice, aren't they? They, I um, I sold a load of those to Zach a couple of years ago, and he's he's painting them all up. And he's we need talking of where Zach is someone we need to convince to get into uh, the Heresy because he's got a massive Imperial Guard army. It's all like built nice. from like third edition, so it's like third edition Cadians with second edition Cadians as well. And it looks so good. Like, yeah, they're, they're so lovely on there, those male Cadians. Like... Ever, ever since I've been doing the city fight stuff, it's just Cadian 120 second scheme. I just oh, can't get yeah. oh, mate. <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet if you got. You know what? I think I've actually got some STLs for those. <clears throat> That's a conversation for later. That is a conversation for later. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. <laughs> Check my check the vault, but I think there's some rolling around. But yeah, oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, if you get all your seat fights wearing, you have, oh, yeah, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're gonna come around full circle, aren't we? We'll always end up playing third edition again. I would be so down for playing a third edition game, yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be keen for that. I think I'll get the old, uh, the old city fight book out. That's my first ever. Jump into Warhammer was was third edition. Yeah, I think it was for a lot of us, wasn't it? 
remember so, getting the uh, starter set with the um i think it was black templars and dark uh dark elder. yeah yeah you got the 20 dark elder warriors and the the little little corner ruins yeah i made those cool. so i love those corner ruins and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember getting the rule book, getting out of the rule book of the box, going, "Oh, that's, that's yeah." Thick. It came with a full size rule book, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like half and the it box. A massive book had had the like was it ten to fifteen pages in the middle that had coloured pictures of the <laughs> of the models, and then the rest of the book was in black and white. <laughs> All that lovely John Blanche artwork, though. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, so good. I was looking through some out the other day, actually. That's sort of like, you know, so it's sometimes it's just nice looking through and just getting a bit of inspiration in it. You oh, see yeah. something you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you were saying in the last last episode about your, your Goose Emperor flag. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the Goose Emperor. I don't even know if that was John Blanche, actually. I think that was someone else that did that one. Yeah, no, but, I meant as more as in like looking yeah, back the, through old artwork for. Yeah, yeah, yeah the aesthetic. I had like a. Those periods, sort of first, second, third, had just had a very, they were very sort of um, unique art styles, didn't they? Mm. And then it's yeah, definitely not not to say I don't like the you know some of the modern, more modern stuff, but I don't know. I think there's a certain charm to the older artworks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's yeah. I, I definitely prefer the older stuff to a lot of the new 40k art. It's all kind of digital, isn't it? It seems a bit too clean. So you say you got that old John Blanche stuff where it's like rough and ready. And who is the other guy? Simon Egan as well, I think. Is it Simon Egan? No, he's a sculptor, wasn't he? Who is the guy that did a lot of the fourth edition Space Marine stuff? Uh, Dave Gallagher, I think that was. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think that's who it is. Yeah, that that is amazing. Sort of stuff. It's like there's that one image that um, Grey Knight that I always come back to. Black and white, loads of uh, billowing. Purity seals. Oh yeah. Was it him that did the um the original the not to say original the the fourth edition artwork for um Chaplin Grimaldis? I don't know. And that oh that just looks so good. Like oh yeah. A simpler time, a better time. <laughs> <laughs> right, so third edition city fights then on the cards then, James. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Militia and humans only, though. Ah, uh, that's all right. I'll have to get. I've got my steel. <laughs> I've got my. I've got a really big steel legion army. I can get out. It's so, get my steel legion out. I've got all my um my metal sister battle as well. My metal demon hunters. Oh, witch hunters! Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd have to either yeah. borrow an army from Jack or after. Get him to start up Old Faithful, the printer. <laughs> Get the printer fired up. Third edition STLs. <laughs> you know who the perfect person to do a uh, third edition event would be? Oh, yeah. It would have to be Danger Close and Aaron. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. For the true <laughs> grognard feeling. Oh, that'd be yeah. so good. Mm. We'll have to try and bully him into it. Peer pressure him to do it. I don't like, think it'll take yeah. much. No, I don't think it will. Aaron, if you're listening to this, third edition Danger Close. Well, Chris, can we get Chris? Chris has, you know, he's had enough time sort of raising a child now. He can step back out of out of fatherhood a little bit and run a third edition. You know, what's more important, third edition event or raising your son? Or it could be a learning. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Situation. Yeah, start him with third ed. Yeah, and then he can build him up. Yeah, I have a better appreciation for the rules. 
Exactly. It'd be like a history <laughs> lesson, wouldn't it? Be like, this is how we used to play 40k. Back in my day. Back in my day. <laughs> if one member of the squad moved, no one could fire their rapid fire weapons over 12 inches. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. In the way you can't see that person anymore. Yeah, that's it. Oh, if you if you win an assault, you can consolidate into someone else, and then you fight them. And if you win that assault, you consolidate into someone else. <laughs> oh, the days before Overwatch as well. And do I shoot my tactical squad at this other squad, or fire the one missile launcher at the tank? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, third ed is on the cards. There we go. Katie in 122nd, James. Do it. <laughs> Make it oh, no. no, see, if we did third ed, proper old school lost in the damned. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Eye of Terror book. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, there you go. Dude, lost in the damned versus Steel Legion. Oh, awesome. Using oh. third edition City Fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd have to prop the table up with some extra wood just to like cover like the, the weight of the metal on the board and the throbbing <laughs> erections that we'll have <laughs> oh yeah no, i'm well keen for that all right well i don't think we need to we peaked this this is the peak of the podcast we'll end it yeah. here yeah <laughs> that was a little bit of a tangent there but yeah, yeah so, right um, so, yeah so, oh, yeah. Good, hey? good. <laughs> <laughs> so talking of like old school stuff so we've had the two things from um from warhammer the old world haven't we since the last one so the yes. first one was the living saints and special rules mm. so a little look at the grail knight profile and this is i mean both of these have just got me so much more excited for the old world because mm. like, i mean i was proper keen anyway and then the magic one came out and i was like oh and then this one came out, and I was like, oh, "Yeah." <laughs> are, you, are you a uh, old world or a fantasy battle fan, James? Do you know what? I never really got into. It. I've dabbled and always wanted to, but never. I've never got excited enough for it. Well, now's your chance. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you pulled in, James. We'll get you. I've, what I've been doing is getting ever doing little intro games for everyone. Just getting everyone keen, so I'll draw you in. Come down, I'll bring two armies. We'll do an intro game and you'll be like, oh, fantasy's pretty good, though. It's Jack just Herod is, a, is, is the gateway drug for fantasy battle. Yeah. <laughs> Pull you in. It's like, oh, you like heresy? Well, that's heresy's pretty sweet, but what if those dudes were on horses? <laughs> the first time's free. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. First taste of fantasy's free. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't no, be surprised if I end up doing an undead army. Oh <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and like so, I mean, there's so many options here on dead as well now. In there, like you know, there's so many really nice plastics for it. What 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 way do you reckon you go? Do you reckon you do Tomb Kings or vampires or like something else like Vampire Coast or something? Oh, Vampire Coast, zombie yeah. pirates would be the way. Yeah, that is that is the correct answer. <laughs> it wouldn't be me if I didn't do an army and do a weird obscure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Well, See now you said that, James. Ollie has Vampire Coast. So now, I was about to say we might yeah, do something. Now we can do, a, do, a, do you an intro game and you can play as Vampire Coast. And you'll be like, this is amazing. I still remember the old list with like the land cannon off the ship and the uh, yeah. What's it happening? Sorry? 
Was it Harkin the pirate? Yeah, yeah, Harkin. Yeah, yeah. Ollie's got him. Old Harkin. Um, what's his name? Harkin something or other. Because he's like the one that's like sort of sane, I think, and the rest are just completely batshit crazy. Just got all these insane vampires that do like speeches to like their undead crew, and they're like, "We're on an adventure, man!" <laughs> it's just all zombies. Like, to me, crabs. Yeah. No, Serena Harkins the one who split his mind, isn't he? He's not. He's not sane. He's the. He's the mental one, isn't he? Because he's he like breaks his mind trying to um trying to take some like lizard men treasure. So he yeah. he rolls to you roll each turn to see like <laughs> see what his mind's up to. <laughs> oh. This, yeah, it's it's awesome. You got the the what they call what's what's the what's the big ship called? It's like uh it's like a like it's like an animated ship. Oh, like, yeah, I think Ollie's not... doing one of those, isn't he? Ollie's Golly's got one, yeah. Um, oh, what? Yeah, what's it? Ah, oh. he's got it. The, the one he's currently got is the Colossus, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, the Necrofex Colossus or the ne yeah Necrofex Colossus. Yeah, but there's a bigger one as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's a giant really crab one. one, isn't well, one on the back of a crab, isn't it? Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Vampire pirates. There we go. Make it so. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, and one of your predictions uh, came true in the uh, Living Saints and. said that you thought the armor bane would be uh if you roll a natural six you get additional armor piercing and you were right um it's almost like i knew dun, 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 dun. i didn't but i think it was you know a lot of the stuff seems to be fairly guessable isn't it? yeah yeah seems to make sense but um yeah so like i mean obviously the first thing of this thing is the grow night profile isn't it? and that's like i mean i saw i'm really i saw that and i was like oh wow like because it, it looks like the points value is going to be about the same as um as eighth edition, right. which is um so thirty eight points model for Grow Knight, which is what they are now in eighth edition, and they've gained a weapon skill, pretty sweet. So that's called six. So that's I mean they're going to be hitting lower weapon skill dudes on twos, on nice. an each chart, which is a big bonus for the Grow Knights. Um, they've lot and they toughness four as well, which is really big because they're only toughness three loss in, um, oh. which meant they were really vulnerable to missile fire and to chaff. Uh, but toughness four makes them a little bit, quite a bit tougher there. Um, I mean, but then they've got quite a lot of changes. I mean, the first big change is definitely, I think it'll definitely make a big difference to cavalry armies, is you don't get plus one to safe in mounted anymore. So, no, every, but with the armor shield and hawk bounded horse is only a three up now instead of a two up. But then I have noticed that it does say on the war horse it's got its iron shod hooves, counts as hand weapon and barding, but it doesn't say what barding does. No, it does somewhere further down. Um, yeah, so Barlin's plus one to your save. So, yeah, so yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's um, as you can see, with weapon skill six, five initiative, and two attacks. This band of brothers a truly terrifying proposition. But their stats aren't the full story. With heavy armor, shields, and barded Bretonian warhorses, they have a save of three plus. While the lance gives them plus two strength mm. on the turn they charge, and armor bane one. So yeah, it just looks a, bit, a little bit of a mix-up. So it looks like heavy cavalry are going to be a bit more vulnerable to shooting attacks, um, as you're not going to have that two-plus save anymore. So if you're hit by like um, if you're hit by a handgun, which I assume is still going to have armor piercing, you're only mm. going to be rolling, you know, either a four-up or a five-up save. So they they'll probably go down pretty easily to to shooting. But then when they get into combat, they're going to really hit like a train. Um, brings on 
obviously the really cool things, the Grail, the Grail Knights. So they've now got a champion in the Unix. They never used to have a champion before. Oh, okay. um, they've still got Living Saints, which probably means they can all still accept initial challenges, which is what it was before. Um, but they've got um, they've got the Grail Guardian, who's an even better Grail Knight with another attack, and he can take a Virtue. So this guy is pretty, I mean, he's pretty much a paladin leading the unit. And that's really cool. You know, you've got, you know, because these, these guys in the, in the background, they're the, you know, they're like the, the elite of the elite of sort of human fighters. You know, if you're not, unless you're best of dark gods, obviously, they're supposed to be, you know, they've been there, seen it all, they fought across the old world, they're killing demons and beasts and that sort of thing. They, they've drunk from the grail. You know, they're sort of, you know, these guys are like, the fucking boys, Basically, um, Indiana Jones on a horse. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so seeing them have that stat, stat line to represent that, and having the 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 top, you know, the um, the Grail Guardian be able to take a virtue. That's yeah, that's like, it's makes me really excited. I think it's pretty like, sweet. Yeah. And then stuff like counter charge as well, which is really cool. Like you've got the um, so yeah. if the enemy charges you, you can charge them back. And it seems to be a bit of a thing with Bretonia, like that combined with the first charge rule as well, mm. um, which allows them to ignore your rank bonus on the first charge of the game with that unit. And it's that looks interesting. Like yeah, and if that's going to be on every Bretonian Warhorse unit, Bretonia are going to hit really, really hard. It does seem to be the first charge of the unit rather than like yeah. the army, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> and, keep staggering. and obviously the other side of that, of course, is that you don't, you don't just break and die now. Mm. Um, if you fail your leadership test and your natural leadership, you just get pushed back. But yeah. they are still going to get their charge bonus. Sorry, <clears throat> get their charge bonus again then. So, you know, it looks like heavy cavalry now are going to, or Bretonian heavy cavalry anyway, are really going to hit. You know, when they hit you, they're going to hit you really hard. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it just, and yeah, it's it, it looks really good. Um, and then we've just got more examples of these. We've got Blessing of the Lady, which looks like that's exactly the same as it was before. So yeah. Bretonia still won't be going first anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone kneels to pray, and then they get the blessing. Um, but the Grail Knights get it. I think they still get it whether they pray or not. But obviously, you're still going to pray. So you want the rest of the army blessing as well. Um, and it looks like, you know, we've got also we've got the base size again on here, which we saw with the Prophetess. So it looks yeah. like we're going to get all of the base sizes for all the units. So if you 3D print your own, or if you want to change your base sizes, or if you're building something from eBay and you want to know what the base size is, it's there. So that's, I really like they've included that. So that's that's yeah. really good. It makes everything so much more, you know, the amount of times you get. I mean, it, it's not never normally a problem, but occasionally you get people going, oh, what base should this be on? Mm. And it can cause a little bit of confusion sometimes. So just having that in the profile is really good. I think it's, I'm hoping it's still not going to lead to people being like, well, actually, your base size is five millimeters too small, so you can't play the game. <laughs> That's an unfair advantage. Yeah, so I wouldn't expect to see anyone rebasing their models anytime soon. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, if you've got a full fantasy army, no one should be expecting to rebase models. But I'm sure like, there'll be plenty of people that will. <laughs> well, expect it or do it. No, no, that will. We'll just change it anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen quite a few um, on some of the Facebook groups and stuff, people putting up pictures of. Um, getting movement trays that uh, will fit the smaller bases but the 
size of the movement tray takes into account the new base sizes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, so it looks sort of a bit more spaced out. I might go yeah. down that route, perhaps, but as we see, if I, if I need to get more temp, more movement trays for the lance formation, because if by the looks of the pictures, the lance formation is the old fifth edition one. Mm. So if if I need to get trays for that, because obviously all my trays are designed for the sixth edition lance formation, then I'll get the larger. I'll get some that sort of make the bases a bit larger there. It looks cool AF. Yeah, it does, yeah. And then we've got the explanation of special rules. So it looks like universe special rules are definitely in with 75 in the game. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pretty good. And it looks like psychology lives in there as well. So this leaves a lot at first glance, but this new system collates a lot of special rules once in several places, things like psychology, unit coherence, and monster rules, which is brilliant. So you're not looking all over the book trying to find a rule. Um, just nice. definitely, yeah, there's definitely some problems around Horus Heresy, isn't there? Mm. You know, when you, I mean, I don't know, with James, because you play some more esoteric armies as well, don't you? I'd imagine you spend about an hour a game just looking through, trying to find a rule for a <laughs> for a unit, because it's in like... It doesn't help when you, you look for a rule, so you check the rule book, and then you realise, oh, actually, it's not in the rule book, it's in yeah. my, uh, my Legion book. Yeah, or it's in a, an obscure page. So the, in Heresy, we were trying to find the other day where the rule is that stops units with movement zero from charging. Do you know where it is? It's in the charge modifiers bit of the book. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So you know the bit of the book that's like the, what bonuses you get for having a certain move value? It's in there. You think, <laughs> surely it would be somewhere around the move zero characteristic? <laughs> You know, like, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of that, I think, with Heresy. And also with something like Bolt Action as well. Bolt Action's really powerful, isn't it? It's got yeah. rules everywhere. And it'll be in a little side box somewhere. And you're like, oh, cool, there's a little picture of a Japanese artillery observer there. And then underneath it will be, oh, here's a really important rule for the game. <laughs> you're like, all right. <laughs> cool. I, I think them doing this is, is probably a good sign that, yeah, they weren't just bullshitting when they said in the article that the people making old world have been playing old editions each edition yeah. of the game to you know try and get the best of all of it and i think a big part of that would have been them obviously probably being quite frustrated themselves having to look through the different rule books because if you're yeah. playing so many games of each edition you're gonna have to check in between you know the rule books in between because you it won't be the same in each edition so yeah um, that's yeah, a really good that, point I think that that does show that, that you know it wasn't just a yeah you know, little fluff piece in the article. It does seem that the people have actually been you know <laughs> putting some yeah. thought into it. Yeah, and it does. I've got to say, it does all look like that, doesn't it? Everything I've seen so far, other than the magic face, everything I've seen so far other than that <laughs> does look like it's had a lot of thought. Editions. How? Which one worked the best? What do people like? What feels the most fun? And how are we going to make that work? And it looks like all of that, you know, they really put some time into that, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's it's just... As we go down, we've got the um, exploration of... We've got another exploration of close order, um, which was covered in earlier on. The counter-charge rule. So if they're charged by... Um, by cavalry monsters or chariots then they get to charge them back so they can go d3 plus one and both counts charging that's brilliant again for bretonia because they they're you know they really excel on the charge and they really excel at killing big things mm. um so you know if you can 
charge, get the charge off on a dragon or something, you can really fuck them up. Uh, Finest Warhorse, just a rename of the uh, the purebreed Warhorse rules. They ignore the barding penalty. I think, actually, it's not. Sorry, I got that wrong, actually. That's rural ones to charge, flee, and pursue. That's really good, isn't it? Mm. So, again, it's it's really pushing Bretona into being that, that charge faction, isn't it? So, and in fact, if we look, when we look at the next article, it seems to be that the roles of the peasant units seem to have almost been more solidified into being the line holders or the knights of the line breakers. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. Pretty, that pretty much leads us on to the the second article which came out today, um, talking about how to build your army um, and the different parts of the army and what you can spend on those different parts and army composition and all of that. Malarkey. Yeah, yeah. This is all really exciting and all this stuff. Mm. Like, yeah. Mm. So what was your first yeah. thoughts on reading this then? Um, so I thought it was interesting that they've now amalgamated uh, lords and heroes. So that's all mm. one one bit, which is interesting. And then they've put in a... ...units or, and or mercenaries as well, which I think that's, that's cool. I like that. Mm. Um, but but I, that's always, yeah, obviously you've kind of got that in... Uh, I'm wondering if, because obviously we're only getting a, a brief look at it on on here. I'm wondering if maybe we'll see a bit more of a breakdown into those options, kind of like you do with heresy, where if you take an allied detachment, it's still got to have, you know, one troops choice and a HQ, and then you can only have like a smaller, you know, addition options of additional types of units that you can take as well. Hmm. So. Yeah, and that'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that contains. But the the mercenaries are quite interesting, because this is the first time Bretonia has been able to take mercenaries. Because um, mm. previously they were always banned from taking dogs of war. Oh, okay, so that's uh, that's a new one. So that'd be cool. And just, yeah, I think mercenaries is going to give you a lot of options for converting and painting something new as well, isn't it? Like all the regiments of renown. If yeah. they're if they're back in as mercenaries, that'd be amazing. I imagine that would probably be their own thing, maybe, because obviously this is set of old world wise. It's, it's set a few hundred years before end times, as it were. Um, so I imagine like the the units of renown might be slightly different, maybe. So it might give them, you know, the games workshop the opportunity to, you know, add more. Yeah, you know, and makes these special units and stuff that people can add into their their armies if if you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's saying, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like you said, we've got the characters thing. It's the first up then in the in the army composition. That's the thing. Yeah, so they, they it does say that you've got so this is the the grand army, which every faction is gonna have, um, with some stipulations. Um, but then there's going to be other armies as well, or other army lists that you can use to play the faction. Um, yeah. And that, that sounds really interesting. So that's probably going to mean we're going to be able to get that flavor that we had in sort of the older, you know, sort of mainly sixth edition, where you had all those extra rule books and those extra Romulus and White Dwarf floating around. And you can say, oh, you know, I wanted to play probably like Vamp. I mean, we can hope the Vampire Coast might then be one of those army lists in the Vampire Army. 
you know it might be like look you can you got your vamp your grand army for vampire counts but one of those is here's your you know here's your pirate vampires these are your stipulations but these are the extra things you can take yeah um so hopefully they're gonna do that way but yeah so it looks like um so anyway we'll go and come on to that in a minute i suppose so for the grand army of bretonia which is their i guess their their core list as you will i suppose this is almost your your right of warless army isn't it if you was playing yeah. Yeah. Your vanilla one. There's no Delagas and there's no there's no Praetor. <laughs> um so characters, like you said, characters have been combined. Um so you still got, you know, it's it's like they're the same combined points they would have been in in eighth, but they yeah. seem to be a lot more limited, don't they? Especially on the Lord level characters. Mm. So we've got the Baron or a Prophetess, and only one of them per one thousand points. Yeah. So that's interesting. So looks like you're not gonna be able to sort of it's going to be quite hard to get high-level wizards or lots of high-level characters. With Bretonia, anyway, that might change with different armies, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's going different to be... lists as well, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's the hint of the Errantry War one, which I'm assuming is, you know, you're probably more barons, but no prophetesses, perhaps. Mm. Um, and the change on core is quite interesting, with the um, the one plus now seems to be contained in the army list as opposed to in the actual unit profile. Pretty I like it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm into that. It's well done, and it looks like they've they've really thought about sort of how the the composition of a Bretonian army should be. So you've still got the one plus of knights of the realm, but you've now got to take one plus unit of peasants as well. Mm. Uh, and then the knights errant are limited. You only have one unit of knights errant for every knights of the realm unit you've got. So you know you've got kind of the experienced knights. They turn up bow, and then the knights errant are all their sons who have turned up to. You know, they're there to win glory and show off in front of their families. But, you know, they're still kind of being, they're still they're still playing second fiddle, as it were, to the actual experience knights. So yeah. it's nice to see that they thought about that a little bit, as opposed to, because I think there was probably was an argument at some point where people would just try and take as many knights errant as they could. Um, but it looks, yeah, it looks like it's, it's very sort of ga gauged around the fluff. So you've got, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can take your nice Aaron. And as they say, as we come down to one of the other options in a minute, they mention that does change if you're playing a different list. Yeah. Um, the, it, what it's also it's going. Sorry, I just say I'm just going to make a silly comment saying this this uh, grand army uh, list sort of composition is it's very much welcome to flavor town <laughs> yeah yeah you know it is yeah 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 definitely yeah or the this the way they seem to be saying up the army list seems to be that. Um, then we've got special, 50% again, so exactly the same as last time. And again, we've got the, the limits on units are in the list as opposed to on the units profile. Yeah. Um, we've got as many squires, quester knights, pegasus knights, and as you as you want. So squires are back, which is cool, because um, they weren't they were taken out of the book in a 6th edition book. So they've not been a playable unit for Britannia for a long time. Um, nice so it's really, it's really cool. Yeah, really cool. Cedo's come back in, and then the battle pilgrims are zero to two now per one thousand points because previously battle pilgrims were one, were a zero to one choice, and you oh, have really? to model with the Grail vow in the game. So it looks like you can you can a few more pilgrims now, which is cool. Um, it's nice to have that kind of that theme of just the crazy zealous nut jobs. <laughs> um, and then we've got rare, and then so you've got Grail knights. They're not zero to one anymore. That's changed, but the trebuchet is zero to one per one thousand points. Mm. And it looks like they've thrown that in because there was a, definitely a is in the sixth edition list. Um, there was a tendency to sort of take multiple trebuchets, as many trebuchets as you could possibly fit in the army. 
All right. They're really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so they've. it looks like they've cut that down a little bit, which is probably, you know, again, it's good because, you know, although the trebuchet is a core of the Bretonian list, it's still a really rare item. Yeah, you know, they're not. It's not something that they're carting loads of around. You know, it's something mm. that the, the experienced peasants are building before the battle, but they they don't, you know, they don't have the the education or the manpower or the materials to build shitloads of them. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, go on. I was going to say, and I like with with this army composition is that they're showing that there's like different ways to limit stuff. So they haven't just gone, oh well. In this size game, you can only take X number of, of this unit. You've got some which are like that. Like, for example, the, the Duke, you can only take one maximum, but you don't have to take any. But then you've got other ones which, like the Trebuchet, which is you can take a maximum of one per thousand units. Or, and then, again, with the Knights Errant, you can only take one per uh, Knights of the Realm that you've taken. So it's, it's you know... I think the way that, I think it's really nice how they've done that because you're it's not just the size of the game that's limiting you know the yeah it's what you can take. really well yeah, yeah. it's it, it yeah. really builds in you know the fluff so you end up with an army you know whatever you end up taking as long as you're obviously following the the rules set out there it's still going to look like a nice you know rounded bretonian army yeah on the table it. yeah do you reckon you'd like to see something like this for heresy yeah, I can't see a bit like be a bad thing. Like, um, obviously, yeah, you have a, a small, a very small element to it with the rights of war. Um, yeah. But obviously, that you know, to take those, you have to have obviously a delegatus or a praetor, you know, really to 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 do them, or obviously primarch. But um, yeah. It'd be cool to have maybe like a couple of like fluffy style lists where you know maybe don't have to take one of those high ranking models and take something else sort of stipulated in you know in the flavor of the list that gives you maybe some bonus you know for taking that that type of thing maybe. Yeah, 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 that'd be cool. Yeah. What do you reckon, James? Have you zoned out? It's too much fantasy talk for you. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I liked, and it, I remember it being in old school fantasy, was the percentage on your points yeah. dictating what you could take. That's something I wouldn't mind seeing in Heresy. Yeah, yeah I, I like that, yeah. I think especially for bigger games as well, where the force organisation gets a bit unwieldy, doesn't it? I think it, it would definitely change up kind of what you see in lists a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right there, yeah. And maybe make stuff a bit more balanced. Um, sort of in army, co- not not necessarily rules wise, a balance in army composition. You know, like I say, you wouldn't see sort of bare bones troops and then maxed out elites. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got that percentage, you know, cap. Okay, you can take whatever you like, but you can still only have, you know, 25% rare, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was, you know, th- it, this was the system for old school 40k as well, wasn't it? I think it was only third edition where that dropped out. Mm, right. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so moving on from that, so mm. we've got a little explanation underneath um, about kind of how it works, you know, the how, you know, the characters you can take. And like I say, this does show there's a couple of new units of Retonia, which are pretty cool. You've got the sergeant of arms in the character slot, so I'm assuming he's going to be um, sort of a high-ranking yeoman, um, which would be cool. So you've actually got a peasant character now, pretty sweet. 
Um, yeah, and we've got the Knights Roman Foot, which we've already seen, um, and the Squires are back, um, which is nice. But it does show that we don't... Well, I say it shows we don't. In this list, there's no Hippogriff Knights, which I think are, are a lot of people were expecting were going to come. But then... Yeah, I was going to say, but... <laughs> yeah, but... Then we've got the mention of the other kinds of army that Bretonia can play. So we've got the... Um, we've got the Army of Infamy, which is the Border Princes, so they're a little bit more, by the sounds of it, they're sort of a more, you know, they're in like an exiled duke who's leaving the army, and they're probably a little bit less zealous, you know, they're a little bit less cut and dry than the Bretonians are, and they mentioned they can take cannons and guns. Mm. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but then the other one is the Errantry War one, which like I was saying earlier, that's probably going to harken back to the 6th edition Errantry War list, where you could take you know, your army consisted of knights errant led by Grail Knights. Yeah. So it was all the young, you know, the young knights who are out to win glory. They're out on a crusade, sort of out, you know, they're going out to Araby um, or out into Kemri. Um, they're off, you know, they're all off to win glory. So it's probably going to be a, a very small amount of peasants in our army and a lot of mounted knights. And maybe in one of, in that army, you might see Hippogriff Knights, perhaps. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And and then obviously further down they they've got an actual hippogriff. They have, yeah. Well, we skipped over the law, didn't we? So I mean, I suppose we just cover the law quickly. Um, oh, yeah. It shows we've got those different lord level characters back. Um, yeah. Another another level in between the the duke and the paladin. So we've got the baron. Um, he he, he looks like he's on the same level as the the prophetess in the thing. So he's either or with a prophetess per one thousand points. Yeah. He's pretty much got the stat line of the old duke, hasn't he? Um, so then the Duke has just gone up, so he's gained a weapon skill, he's gained a strength, and he's gained an attack and a wound um, mm. from the last from the last edition. So he's a he's an absolute beast, and he comes with the Grail Val base. So he's you know he's he's already he's seen it all, he's done it all. You know he's a he's a holy knight, and then he can still take you know they've got the levels of um, magic items, and they can all take a virtue now in addition to the magic item costs. Mm. That is brilliant because that was a real problem with Bretonia. Is that spend, you know, you buy your virtue and then you'd lose your magic items allowance. So you'd have a guy rowing around with a, a mundane lance because he couldn't afford a couldn't afford a magic <laughs> item because he had a virtue. Uh, which yeah. is, you know, a bit of a problem really. But yeah. And then we've got the special rules for them. So rallying cry, I assume, is gonna be the general's hold your ground rule, perhaps. Yes, so yeah. Similar, but I guess we'll wait to see. That's probably maybe something you have to do in the command phase. I'm um, did mention as a command phase, now, didn't they, where you do your you choose what your character's gonna do. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> and yeah, so then we come down to the hippogriff. Mm. Um, which again is and that seems to confirm, like we were talking about a few weeks ago, it looks like mounts and monsters are gonna be combined profiles. Yeah. Um, which is brilliant. So you, there's no more getting your mount straight out from under you by a cannon. Oh, which is nice and there's not gonna be any issues with oh i need to allocate to this guy do I allocate to this guy you know they're all they share their profile now and a lot i mean a, a duke on a hippogriff now is going to be an absolute machine isn't it yeah and it, again like obviously we've seen in previous articles with the unicorn that, that they added a wound on obviously this one's adding on multiple wounds and yeah. as well which i think yeah. is really cool yeah really cool yeah and as you correctly guessed again the stomper tanks being d3 rather than you know having thunder stomp and stomp and 
all these different ones, it just being a you know a figure in the brackets. Yeah, which is really nice. It gives it granularity, doesn't it, for different monsters. Yeah. Different it's not just, you're this or you're this. It's, yeah, you're this and you're good, but you're not as good as this. So we maybe we'll see trolls with a symbol stomp, perhaps. And then we see giants, maybe a lot of stomps, dragons, a lot of stomps. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it looks really good. Um, then we got a little we'll touch on the men at arms profile quickly, I suppose. Um, so the men at arms they look exactly the same as they were before, but they've got another little dude in there. They've got a grail monk. Um, and he's like, it looks this is just like a prior attack. Prior attack, exactly. And that that is funny because that little bit of the the kit, mm. like those bits you get in there, they always seemed a little bit, you know, they were just sort of a little bit surplus to requirement because they were quite unique. I mean, often you see we build champions with them or these the musician or the standard bearer with them. But it was almost like the kit was designed to have another little thing in it. Um yeah. and now they've made use of that, which is really cool. So, and him giving his whole unit stubborn. I mean, it looks like stubborn's changed a little bit by the by the um the way it's designed. You know, um, so the first time they take a break test, they don't need to risk a dice roll. Instead, they just fall back in good order. So that's a really nice, a really nice way. Um, the shield wall looks cool as well. Well, that's it. Yes, yeah, so that combined with shield wall looks like men at arms are going nowhere. Mm. So shield wall allows them to give ground instead of falling back. So even if they roll a fallback, they're just gonna push back another d3 inches or whatever it is so they're really going to hold the line while the knights are doing their job yeah so it's basically give ground or run away screaming yeah, <laughs> yeah. arms of you know i mean they were a target unit already weren't they or a target unit hit quite hard and so now they're going to be a real target you know real hard to shift they might not do as well now the weapon skill charts change they're going to be hit more easily and they're going to be hitting a little it's gonna be a little bit harder than to hit things yeah, um, I say that only the high weapon skills. They're still going to be hitting most things on fours still, which is you know they're they're not going to suffer too much. Um, but yeah, with that, and I'll be assuming pole arms will be the same as they were before. It might be different now. Maybe a pole arm will be more like a spear now. Um, so they might not hit a strength four anymore. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like they're gonna you know they're gonna really hold the line. Um, they've got the horde keyword as well and the close order keyword. So yeah, right. Mm. So I think. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Then we've got the little bit at the bottom which mentions the border princes taking bombards, um, which is really cool. So, if you've got the old Bretonian bombard models, you can get those back out again. You can have some artillery in the army. And I wonder if maybe we'll see sort of the other Bretonian units that we haven't seen yet, like crossbowmen, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of Bretonian models in fifth edition that didn't make it into sixth. So, I wonder if perhaps those will come back in one way or another. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. The only other little bit on the bottom there was a little, little clue there saying that obviously there'll be no Almanac uh, article next Monday because it's big Christmas. But on the 26th, uh, you need to check in for something of an off-white Christmas. So I don't know. I'm guessing that's going to refer to something to do with the Tomb Kings being off-white. Ah, maybe, but yeah, something to do with the old Tomb King leaked box set, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, so... <laughs> somebody's getting fired for that one. Yeah, <laughs> least that one, James. The old leaked box set for the Tomb Kings. Oh, I think we've lost James. He's out Sorry, Mark. No, no, you're right. No, right. We got, we got, we got carried away with fantasy again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right, we'll move on, shall we? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of all the all the newsy news. Um, so, on to what we've got on our hobby desk. So, um, yeah, James, do you want to?
chat about what you've been working on recently? Oh, you've been working on tanks, which won't come as a surprise to a lot of people. <laughs> but I've been repainting or playing around with a colour scheme uh, on a Crassus. I wasn't happy with how the tanks were looking. So I've been trying to add some green into the mix, which works really well. And yeah. I've got distracted even more. And I was like, the Crassus actually is a really nice model. I might use it for my militia more. So I'm now just adding an absolute ton of stowage onto the top of it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, it, it does does look really nice with that that green in. And um, I have to say that the weathering you do on your tanks looks absolutely fantastic. You know, the scratching on the, like the transfers and, and stuff like that and all the streaky griminess and... And everything, yeah. Right in my basket. <laughs> There's a little bit of me that hopes someone will drop out from one of the events and then I can uh, I can run some militia in a city with a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to drop out. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> what a shame. Mm. Your ticket's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did I did I ruin this for you, James? By taking yet a ticket for Orthans? As much as I want to play, it's probably sensible that I don't. <laughs> oh, that's right. Fair enough. So, are you going to two Orthans then? I might be going. <laughs> I might be going to two Orthans. Oh my goodness! There's <laughs> no breaks in the heresy train, mate. No, well, no. <laughs> certainly not. Are you redoing all your vehicles, James, or just? Oh, uh, now that I've done one, yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, they look really good already, though. Like, mind you, that crash—it does look nice. It's just that little bit extra form. Yeah, that's it. I suppose it's, nothing's ever fully finished, is it? You're always like, oh, I can go back and do a bit more on that. You know, it's like even though it's like it is done, you can go, oh yeah. You sort of think to yourself, oh, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. You're jumping in and doing, yeah, it does. It does it really nice. I think as long as you don't be an absolute retard and go, oh yeah, that that I need to do a new scheme, and so you end up stripping your entire army in one go rather than doing it. Yeah, you know, each model as <laughs> that, you come that, and do it again. There was a part of me that was like, do I just put chipping fluid over all of these tanks and then you know give it a nice color and then just chip it all the way back? That would have been way too much work. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, just add some green pop. instead. Yeah. No, it looks really nice, mate. Certainly does. And uh, Jack, what have you been working on? Um, well. <laughs> so, since... Yeah, what have I done? Fucking shit loads. So I printed a load more Imperial Army. So I printed my... um. Well, I say a load. But I've printed all my artillery crew, finally. So I've had three nice. Earthshaker batteries, no crew for ages. The crew are printed. Um, I printed a load of, um, well, I, I sort of mocked up and printed a load of uh, Rough Riders as well. Um, nice. So I wanted to, yeah, so I've taken like, I found some horses that I was using for Mounted Yeoman, um, changed the armor on them a little bit, and then cut up some of the dudes from the infantry squad. And then stuck them on there, and I'm I've printed those, and I've printed all the lance arms. But so I got the lance arms um, from the so the, the the guys I use for my for my Imperial Army. Um, the creator does a bike squadron 
for them. So I got the bikers, and then I was using the lance arms off there, but they're not quite right. So I'm, I sort of cut them up. I actually got lights open now, and I was sort of <laughs> cutting them up and changing them around a little bit. <laughs> you know how they look. So there's probably a bit more to do on those yet. So I'll probably reprint all the all the lances and the hands. Um, but yes, yeah, so I got that. I printed a printed a discipline master as well. Um, so he's going to be carrying the um, the fist of doom. What's it called? The irradiated power fist. Yes, I remember who so. someone called it the apocalypse, and I wish. Ah, oh, the apocalypse. I was calling it the pay to win fist. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> the apocalypse is brilliant, though. That's that's what transaction fist. <laughs> I'm going to change that in my in my um my list right now. Change it to say apocalypse. Um, but yeah, so I printed a yeah, I made I made a discipline master with the with the apocryphist, so I printed him. So you know, if you want to charge my discipline master, he's going to slap you. I think I'm just going to throw him in like a random infantry squad and just be like, oh no, you charge this this chap, you know? It'd be a shame if I challenge your warlord. Bam! <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Boom. So yes, I've done that. Um, and then I've been painting. So I've got a trebuchet that's uh, that's nearly finished. Bretonians, so yeah, and um, and then I've been printing my fire sport squatters, printing, painting my fire sport squad as well for Imperial Armies. They're nearly done now, so we've got ten fire sport teams with the last cannons. Um, so I've just just done all the chin straps on them and the uh, the cigarettes. The dudes are smoking. So yeah, it's done. To be honest, yeah, I'm almost done. It's just bases and a little bit of touch ups. Got to do the little infrared laser lights on them, and then the squad markings. Yeah, and then they're ready. So, yeah, loads to be honest. <laughs> and then after that, it's onto the um, onto the recon team. After that, <laughs> so always have something ready for the next step. Well, I've got to do the recon team, then the then the artillery squad, and then I've got to do the land raiders after that. So I've got a fair bit to do now. I'm taking to February as well. We'll see. There's a timer <laughs> now, so <laughs> so I got a lot to do, and I undercoated my questing lights mm. as well. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So I've done a little bit. So a bit. Yeah. Just, just a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself then, Dave? Well, I, was, I was thinking, you know, before we got started, I was like, oh, I haven't really done that much over the last two weeks. But the more I think about it, actually. <laughs> so um, I, talking about Apocryphist, I've uh, finished my uh, Nemesis Destroyer squad for my Ultramarines, which they're really sexy. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking the uh, sergeant could have uh, the apocryphist because that's quite thematic, being irradiated and all that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've got got them done. I've finished the extra two guys I needed from my command squad. Um, And going back to what we were saying earlier about looking through, like, previous editions and stuff, you know, inspiration for your army, so... Um, for Warthorn's Hope, I'm hoping to do a drop pod assault force um, and wanted to do a command squad. And I was having a look at some of the old like box sets that used to be able to get, you know, 6th, 7th edition. Mm. Um, and the old style command squads obviously used to have like the little apothecary guy and then you had like the little champion guy in there as well. And then, uh, so I was thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll add a, a Primus Medicaid and a Legion champion to sit with the apothe- uh, with the command squad and then they can all come down in you know in all together yeah. and it will kind of look a bit more like you know like, almost like a sort of proto version of those command squads yeah which i think awesome. will fit in oh, quite nicely be... yeah. 
See, I've I've always thought that command squads should be able to upgrade members to the consoles. So you should be able to upgrade a chosen. You should pay the cost of the console, and then you the chosen gains that console's equipment. So like you pay, cool. you know, the standard bearer pays whatever it is thirty five points and becomes a herald. One member pays forty five points and becomes a promise medicay. One becomes a forge lord. One, you know, that sort of one becomes a champion. You know, and they're all they're all contained within that within that squad because they've they've all got the yeah. stat line of a console anyway, other than ballistic skill and lack of a refract field. So yeah. they're not far off. So you know, they they keep obviously the chosen profile, but they gain all the equipment and special rules of those consoles. That would be you know, cool. I, yeah, like I think that should that should be a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to sort of go like with the drop pod um, assault list. I'm trying to kind of as much as I can gauge them to sort of almost be like a like prototype of you know the space marine drop pods the forces that you'd get in 40k so obviously you've got the inductive squads for the ultramarines which are essentially sort of test versions of the modern tactical squads because they have the the you know two people can take the special weapons um so I'm taking two units of them I'm taking a box nought, which will be in a drop pod as well, and then this proto sort of command squad that I've put together as well. So I'm, you know, hoping it will have that sort of feel to it as well. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've finished those, um, and then um, I've been contacted to do a commission to create a bunch of um, jungle slash forest style uh, themed bases um, for a gentleman's uh, Katachan uh imperial guard army nice that'd be so, awesome yeah so i finished building those and i literally tonight undercoated them so um i'll be able to start painting them soon um and then yeah i've uh built uh my primus medicay and given him undercoat uh built my box nort and he's been undercoated um and then because you know i haven't got nearly enough to be getting on with i thought um yeah, Necromunda looks really cool. And I think um I think it might have been the Orthon's Hope chat. Somebody said, Oh, we should do a Yeah, I think it was because they were talking about all of the oh, yeah. that James has got for the City Fight event. I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be really cool if somebody did like a one shot weekend Necromunda <laughs> sort of thing? And I was like, Oh, Necromunda did look cool. So I've hooked out a load of old Orlock models that I bought ages ago and never painted like literally just built them and that's it and i'm thinking i'll get them painted up and see what happens so um they're also on my <laughs> painting oh, take for the moment <laughs> all right james necromunda event when uh, did anyone else take responsibility for the necromunda event i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'd yeah. have the same problem again i'd want to play in it yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, someone else doesn't need to. I'll, I'll run an event next year, and then you can play in it. Or, or just have it as like a yeah, quite loose, you know, casual thing, and and join in. <laughs> yeah, loose casual, loose casual, mate. I, I suppose the handy thing I suppose with Necromunda is that obviously everybody's got to have a bit of time to do the admin for their mm. gang. So I suppose that. Yeah, it could give you a bit of time if you did want to join in, I suppose. That's a but, very good point. But, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
I would quite enjoy running a Necromunda campaign. The only thing is I don't actually know any of the rules. Well, I know like three of the rules in Necromunda, but I don't actually know how to play the game, so I probably wouldn't be a very good <laughs> a very good get like campaign tyrant. They're like, what do you do here? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time we've played Necromunda, that's always been the, the case. What do we do here? Don't know, fuck it, we'll make it up. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's in one of the six rule books. <laughs> you just have to channel your inner philosopher and go, what do you think should happen here? Walks <laughs> yeah. full, everyone dies. <laughs> what would your gangers do in this situation? <laughs> it's the Mac, it's turn out the lights and shoot everyone with flechette pistols. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Correct way. Yeah. Right. Moving on from that, that brings mm. us on to events. Yeah. So, um, it's your time to shine now, James. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, do you want to introduce yourself? Anyway, James, because you're not really, you've just said sort of hi so far, really. So, do you want to sort of tell, <laughs> tell everyone a bit about yourself, um, sort of what your like gaming background is and stuff, you know, how you got into it, and then how you started running events? Yeah, sure. So, kind of like my, I think most of People I got into the hobby way back when um, would have been third edition. Yeah. I remember spending 40 quid on that Black Templar and Dark Elder box, and I wish it was still that cheap. Yeah, right. They brought it back, and it was like 100 quid, wasn't it? That's so fucking mental. Like, when they had it on. Without, without the ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, without the best All the bed. trees. All the trees. I miss those little palm trees. Oh, the little jungle trees. <laughs> I've got two sprues of those though in the loft, untouched, and I'm like, one day. It's like, oh, they they would probably go for silly money on eBay now. They, they probably fucking would, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Sexy. But yeah, um, started playing third edition. Like, I think, like most people, I think my very first miniature was a Black Templar. Nice. Really chunky white shoulder pads that look like absolute <laughs> dog shit. Tried freehanding across and gave up on that. And then I remember the um, the Eye of Terror Codex came out. Yeah, was that the start and of had... a damned adventure? Was it? Oh yeah, all those modelling guides on like here's some zombies, some chaos dudes, and some catachans. Just glue it all together, and it'll be fine. And I was just like, wow, you can just <laughs> glue stuff, and it'll be fine. I remember making... that's where my chaos love has come from. Uh... Just gluing stuff together. And then you you had what city fight as well, and between the rule book and the city fight book, I just remember and the white dwarfs looking at the terrain, yeah, and seeing all those boards, and that's where I fell in love. I think the most just looking at all these cool boards, and was like, one day I want to build that. <laughs> so I've built myself several boards over the years. Always came back to city fight boards, and. Kind of got to the point where I was building a couple of extras. I think I had a city, I had the city fight board. Then I built myself a trench board, and I would have built myself one other. I think by that point, and I was like, I've got all these cool boards, but I don't play enough. Mm. We should let other people play on them. But you can't do an event with three boards, so maybe I'll do five boards. <laughs> so I built up another couple, put some <laughs> photos online, and was like. Would anyone be interested in playing on some boards like this? And it went, um, there was a lot of positive response to it. Yeah. So I was like, cool, I'll do an event with these boards. I think when it came to putting the tickets out, it's 
it sold out in like two days or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and there's like loads of people on the waiting list. Okay, I'll just build a couple more boards. <laughs> I think I got up to like nine by that point. Did that event and it all started from there, just as an excuse to play some games that I didn't get to play in myself. <laughs> That's, that's the and then it got it, it got out of hand. I think the what was it? it was the second or third event where I think we went up to twelve boards. Yeah. And one of the the things, obviously, to differentiate it, it wasn't just here's some boards with some terrain plonked on a map. It was all the modelled mm. French board, fortress board. It got out of hand very quickly. Well, it got out of hand in a brilliant way, didn't it? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, every event I've enjoyed so much. Yeah. Like, you know, you you seem to have always, you, you seem to hit that point, like, every time you're doing an event, you know, you put in a chat where you're like... <laughs> and then after that, you're like, everything's fine. <laughs> there always seems to be that, that point where it's like, oh, dear, is this going to go wrong? And then it just comes together so well. Like, yeah, I, I, I have this habit of not making life easy for myself. <laughs> I think yeah. I, I lost count when I put it in the chat of how many ruins I've bought and and painting for this event. <laughs> yeah, it's it's escalated quite quickly, hasn't it? It was always coming. It was just that <laughs> they're not here yet, so I don't have to worry. And then they started arriving, and I'm like, this is a lot of terrain. I'm in danger. <laughs> I think. I think. What was it? I think it was ninety-six buildings worth of ruins. It worked out to be. Oh <laughs> and that's only on nine tables. That's fine because the tenth one is themed. <laughs> that's beautiful. So yeah, it's gonna be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, go on. No, go on. You're right. I was just gonna say that like, I said it in, in previous episodes after your your heresy events are, are fantastic. Uh, I think it's just the perfect combination for you know such a good weekend. Like and I think it you know helps that it's you've got you know all the players that seem to turn up seem to be you know really good spirited as well and put you know just as much effort into you know their armies. Um, and then to have you know all these beautiful looking armies playing on these amazing looking boards, it just really like grabs you into the you know into the moment and and helps you sort of deep dive right into it. And yeah, you could just forget about anything else for a weekend and just get lost in throwing dice and pushing you know awesome looking toy soldiers around awesome looking maps. Um, and yeah, and then and then the effort that you put into you know, like your mission briefings and stuff like that, it, you know, just really adds to the atmosphere. And yeah, I just think it's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, definitely looking forward to to the next one next year. Yeah, kind of what you said about like the thematic side of it. That's always been the thing I've enjoyed when I've played and wanted to get across to other people especially with heresy with it being such a narrative game you just want to try and immerse people into it as much as possible yeah yeah it, it and, and it definitely definitely comes across <laughs> yeah like it's it's you can tell you've just got like the passion for it and it's like i said is that that immersion you know of 
you, you get there and you're like, oh, you know, you've got all your video briefings and you've got your banners up and you've got, you know, the, it, you feel like you're part of the narrative for that weekend. Yeah. As opposed to just rolling up and you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to throw some dice around, which there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, you still be playing games on some really awesome tables. But it's, like you say, it's having that that involvement in the game. It's it's really, yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it, it, I think you... You almost do yourself short a little bit because it must be incredibly hard to do, and it's probably incredibly hard to do right as well. Um, I think I've I've been lucky. I've done quite a few events over the last year. Mm. Had a lot of people around that have gone to a lot of events, and I've been able to kind of take bits from different events, things we think are really cool, really nice, and then just kind of mash it all together. Yeah. And kind of taking the best bits from every event you go to, you see ideas and you're like, huh, stealing that. Yeah, I'll have that. That's a good way yeah. to do it, I think, isn't it? It's, it's good to, you know, it's not, not be too proud to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to have my own ideas. You know, if it's, if it's a good idea, steal it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone will love it. I mean, what's a good example? The, the way we do the deployment on the, um, the pairings. Yeah, that's brilliant. That I stole, that was from New Aura Painting, I think, and oh, the yeah. Militia Only events. Uh, oh, I just absolutely uh, loved it. And that, that's kind of become a staple now. I think that's been at every single event and yeah. will be again next year. I, I think that's a brilliant way of doing it. Like, I really like that. And it's... Yeah, same. And it's it. never not worked. No, it's the funny, actually. They did it at the... Um the Merchant Princeton's one, and they just completely fucked it up. Like, oh, it I, mean, really I think it's bad. lucky, because the events are smaller, sort of 10, 12 tables, it's a bit easier to manage when you've got uh, less people. Yeah, that's it. I think it, yeah, I think it's really, because what they, they didn't say traitors go first, or lawless go first, they said, I'll oh, put your, your dudes on the board. So you have people putting two commanders on the board, because it was a doubles event as well. <laughs> you have people putting like one dude on the board, or you'd have someone putting like a loyalist world eater down, and someone would put like, obviously like a, a loyalist to fight a world eater. And then they'd be like, no, nah, I'm loyalist, mate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it went really badly for him. Just like I say, just because they, you know, because obviously, you know, they didn't say like, traitors. Go and put your models down, and then when everyone's put a model down, loyalists, go and put your models down. It was just like a bit of a free for all. Everyone was very easy to. Uh, oh yeah, no. Oh, that's it. Yeah, because there's so many people. I think they just, you know, no one could do anything about it. It was just kind of like organized chaos, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt really sorry for him. So they just, I think they were like, oh shit. <laughs> like it, it did work, but it was a little bit more. Like I say, it was a bit more. Um, it was a bit more hectic. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine the way, like doing it that way as well for for you, James, probably that takes a little bit of the the stress of you on the day because you don't have to worry about pairing people up because it's you know people go and choose which map they want to play and what army they like the look of playing against. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only real stress you get on the day is just chasing. I think. The results change your missions as well. Mm. Trying to get that done in your breaks in between, that's the only hard part. Not having to worry about then pairing people up just makes life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good way to get people talking as well. Oh, what yeah. have they for the matchups to me? Like, oh, what's, what's your dude? That sort of thing. Exactly that. 
Yeah. Oh, that is actually, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Bit of preamble before the game sort of thing. Yeah. I liked the way you did the um the commanders as well for the space um the fleet missions, uh the fleet event rather. Um for the Zone. Oh, yes, the Zone Mortalis. Yeah, 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 the commanders. That was really funny. Yeah. Well, that was, oh, that I, was I was hoping for more backstabbing, but it didn't happen. Well, I mean Connor, there was a bit of backstabbing because Connor was our commander, wasn't he? So Connor was just like Deus Vo, I am the Imperial Fist. <laughs> like, why are you do this? And he's like, nah. <laughs> I think that's the other thing from the events. They they turned into uh, carnage, especially that last one with the last mission. Mm. Yeah, with the All with the, the demons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of those demons had a terrible time, didn't they? Oh god, who was someone racked up a stupid number of points? Aaron, yeah. Thing. So yeah, because me, me and Ollie thought we'd got it because we were both playing like very anti-demon armies. Because I had Nest Terrace and LFK as Ollie was playing Full Thousand Sons, and we'd killed this demon like so many times. <laughs> yeah, and then Aaron's like, we killed it like thirty-four times or something. We're like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the other fun thing about the events. I remember writing that mission, and I had the Doom soundtrack on repeat. Oh yes. Yeah, that was that was such a good mission. Do you want to explain that mission actually for for those listening because it was a really fun mission. Oh, I can't remember the specifics of it now, but I remember the gist of it was you had your mission, there was a demon that started in the middle of the board. He charged whoever was nearest. And he was only what tough four four one wound strength four. He wasn't anything scary. Yeah. Except you got the victory point every time you killed him and he just respawned immediately. And he well, scattered around, scatter around and stuff, wouldn't he? Yeah. And it was, uh, it's just, yeah, it was just hilarious. Just run into stuff. And like, yeah, spawn attacky dudes. And then I think scatter. I took a bit of inspiration from Terrence for that one. Oh, Terrence. Good old Terrence. Demon Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, what? It would have been what? May, I think, when that event was. Yeah, yeah, I think it, there, yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so just runs. after you've been eaten by Terence. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'd just been dicked around by Terence and was like, "Nah, this is cool. This this has to be. <laughs> ah, we need that. How without <laughs> ripping it entirely? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was really cool. I, yeah, that, that was it was just really funny and like the sort of thing you're like, I could shoot my opponent or I could just shoot the demon because we had like a corridor where like. It's, Ollie had like whatever two units of um thousand sons, and I had a unit of Kators. We just didn't shoot each other; we were just shooting this demon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just gunning him down repeatedly. <laughs> Kill him! Just <laughs> yeah. sort of like, oh do I, yeah, do I want to shoot the enemy, or am I just going to gun down this guy instead? So yeah, it was it was really funny. It's just really good. So, have you got any sort of special missions coming up for City Fight? Have you got some some interesting, crazy stuff? Um, they're, they're pretty old school, to be honest. I took a lot of inspiration um, when I came up with the pack and stuff. I was reading the third and fourth edition City Fight books. Oh yeah, looking at the um, Horus Heresy Black book with the City Fight rules as well, and a lot of it went back to the kind of third edition style missions oh yeah oh nice tweaked 
tweaked a little bit, got a lot of feedback, a lot of play testing done this time. Yeah. And a lot it's just a lot of like take and hold style missions. Mm. That's really cool, Steve, like, though, isn't it? Because it, it gets quite bloody when you've got sort of taken hold with that. It's a lot of building to building for warfare. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we want to see. Lots of infantry just trying to hold buildings. Kind yeah. of fighting your way through it slowly, bit by bit. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because yeah, those those that they um the fourth edition city fight book. What was it? What was it cities of death? Wasn't it the fourth edition one? Uh, city fight third, cities of death fourth. Yeah. Hmm. So we got a um. I haven't put it in the pack, and I haven't really mentioned it to anyone. But one of the things I'm keen on is every mission's different. Every table's going to be slightly different. So there's going to be a couple of extra little surprises thrown in throughout the day. going to be secret ploys and random events that can occur. Jack's going to get a little little head start, isn't he? Now he's going to the, the February one as well. He'll know what to expect. Ah, uh, but the joy of it is it's all random. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, that so each table, each table will have a um, a double sided card. Um, secret ploys on one side, which each player is going to roll for, which will affect their mission, and then both players will roll for a random event together. Oh, that's cool. So the random event will affect the table, and that could be things like earthquakes or lightning storms. And then your secret ploys will just give you little side missions, basically. Oh, I really like that. So, yeah, it's almost like you, your own force has got its, like, you know, it's the, the major, you know, combined target that, that everybody's trying to, you know, go for in their missions. And then you've got your own force's own, like, little agenda to what they're doing in that specific area as well. Yeah, exactly. That. And it'll be different every game because everyone's going to roll different things. So it should keep it quite chaotic, I think. Yeah, I really like that. Nice. Yeah. And add, again, adds to that sort of, you know, feel with the, the sort of the idea of the city fight being, you know, quite chaotic and, you know, you know sort of the claustrophobic street, streets and, you know, all the, you know, everything going on around you. But, whilst you're in the city with, with other, you know, teammates, you still can be cut off. And yeah, yeah, no, I like like it, like it a lot. <laughs> so. Ah, so keen. Have you got, did you do a little rundown of the event pack as well, James? Because there's some pretty cool stuff in the event pack, isn't there? Um, where is my event pack? Yeah, it's been so it's been so long since I did the event pack. <laughs> it was, I mean, what? I, this this event, uh, I started writing this event pack before the last event. Oh shit! Yes, it's been ages then. Yeah, the the idea started as a bit of a joke, and then Giles and the Merchant Princeling podcast was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you should definitely do a city fight." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do a city fight." And then I sat down and was like, fuck, I'm going to do a city fight, because fuck it. Uh, <laughs> uh, where is the event pack? Yeah. So you got, I mean, you, we could just say, if you want to see the event pack, fucking look it up. 
but <laughs> to know you wanted to go through some of yeah, sort of yeah, sort of things you put in there because there's some pretty you know you sort of made some changes to like cover and flyers and stuff. Mm. Like, yeah, like Starts off with all the background of the previous events. So one of the things that I wanted to do different with this event is most of the time you go to events and it's victory points at the end, loyalist traitor victory. Still wanted the loyalist traitor victory, but I wanted to do it map based. Yeah. So uh, there will be a physical map at the event. Every time you win a game, you'll basically just get a pin and you'll put it in one of the zones on the map. Each zone's worth one point, some will be worth more. Um, and the whole idea is hopefully the pins will move and take over the kind of whole city. But what you can do is you can double up pins. So you could put a pin, two pins. So you could put a pin in your, if you won a game, Jack. And then Dave could win a game, and he could put his pin if you were on the same side in the same zone, so you fortify it. Oh, that's cool. And the, the opponent's team, if they have more pins in a zone than you, they'll take it over. But you can fight over the same locations. Cool. So there'd be like a big cathedral in the centre. That would be worth like 10 campaign points, mm. whereas the rest would only be worth one. So it'd be quite tactical of, do you put all your eggs in one basket, try and go for the big kind of area in the city or do you try and take over as much of the city as possible bro wave after wave of our own men city that's cool played around kept the lists quite simple this time i was going to go quite restrictive on the lists but kept that pretty tame in the end we've increased the, the troops choices so you can take six uh, up to eight troops choices each game oh, yeah. yeah i forgot that oh yes just because it's 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 city fight oh, you you should see loads of troops surely yeah no that, i i actually forgot that was a thing because i've maxed out my troops in my list but now i don't know oh. Ooh, i quite limited are. dreadnoughts because i think Dreadnoughts with this amount of cover and this amount of line of sight blocking will just be oppressive. Yeah, that's it. Really difficult to deal with, probably. Mm. It's got um, of bombs, but then we added in the additional armory, so you can buy things like tarantula batteries for your army, but they won't affect your force org. You could fortify buildings. Uh, you could booby trap buildings, and then there's little hilarious. things. Little things like smoke grenades, so you could throw smoke grenades down and give yourself shrouded or jammer packs, so you can turn off like nuncio boxes and augury scanners. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Taking inspiration again from a lot of the older rules, we kind of yeah. went through how does it work going through the buildings, um, how's difficult terrain going to affect deep strikes, cover saves as well. Wanted to make cover a lot more prevalent, taking inspiration from third, but then at the same time, I wanted cover save modifiers from weapons. Yeah, I really like that. You've got kind of the building clearing weapons seem like they're actually going to be clearing buildings now. That's yeah, so like if you shoot a LAS cannon at a squad in a ruin, normally it's going to get a five up, but it's going to get nothing because it's just going to go straight through the wall. But if you're in a fortified building, you still get a cover save. Yeah. And I think my favourite was the height advantage. Yeah. 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 
That's like again. a plunging fire, isn't it, from fourth ed? Yeah, it was height advantage in third. Oh, so it was it? it? If, you, if you're higher than your target, you uh, can reduce their cover. And if you're shooting against tanks, like you'd be shooting the top of the tank. Mm. So it's like, right, well, all your weapons just gain thunder. Yeah, if that's you're shooting really cool. down onto tanks. That's really cool. So it's going to give it, like, like, say, like light infantry with anti-tank weapons. They're going to get that bonus against vehicles, aren't they? Which, which yeah. they have in a in a city environment because they've got like you say they can they can hit those top weak points, you know they can sort of hit the they've got a bit more time to aim because the tanks can't aim back at them that sort of thing. Very thematic, isn't it? You can imagine sort yeah. of like a, a unit with sort of like an anti tank weapon, sort of like creeping through like the the crumbled ruins of a building as a sort of a tank sort of going down a street with a you know supporting squad, and then they sort of like aim over the edge of like a window or something and fire down into the tank and yeah. explodes and all the you know troops are sort of running for cover and yeah yeah very cool yeah Love i think it. i was watching a lot of things like saving private ryan and yeah. um yeah enemy of the gates when i was writing this pack yeah i was thinking yeah it's, i was thinking it's very stalingrad-esque yeah i had enemy of the gates in my head as well. <laughs> I, I did want to do like special sniper characters at the start, but yeah, that was in your original draft pack, wasn't it? That was when I was going to do the event yeah. one. Mm. Obviously, this got a bit out of hand with uh, how many times it's being run. Ninety buildings out of hand. Three events later, yeah, yeah, because you're running the same event three times, aren't you? Yeah, so. I mean, we was going to run the first one at curtain, and then. A lot of people showed interest, so it was like, maybe I should run it twice just in case, because I know there's going to be a lot of disappointed people. So, spoke to Curtin, and we agreed we'd run it again in March. No, we were going to run it in March, but we agreed we'd run one in February. Put the tickets on sale, and I think they both sold out in half an hour. Yeah, not bad going. <laughs> it's incredibly insane. Um, Just slightly popular. I, <laughs> because I'm active in like the Merchant, Dis, uh, Merchant Princeling's Discord and things like that, a lot of those guys wanted to get involved. Um, so I spoke to one of the guys in there, and we agreed we'd do it again up in Stratford in April. And that sold out pretty quickly again it's just been absolutely crazy branching yeah. out of the southwest now <laughs> that's it do you think you're um you're gonna you know if you do obviously more after this one which i'm assuming you will do you think you'll do the same sort of thing of running the same event multiple times you know like it'll become a thing i think it would be a case of either run it multiple times or scale it up and with the way doing the train this way round. It's a lot easier to scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, yeah, because you're kind of, you must have reached a mass of terrain now. I know you've recycled some of it, but you know, you must be pretty, pretty inundated with terrain now. So I'm assuming you can. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I have enough to do more than ten boards. It's just yeah, at the location. Yeah. That's it, and that's it's so hard getting that in Exeter, isn't it? Or just in just in Devon in general, because like the cost of the cost of renting places down here is so much higher than it is kind of, you know, up north, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, you say that though, we was looking at weird places. I mean, one of the places I was looking at 
which would be pretty affordable, especially now with all the terrain in place, was places like Dartmoor Zoo. Yeah, Dartmoor Zoo would be great. <laughs> that, bit, that idea of floating past. Yeah. Having a heresy event in a zoo, I think, would be a... It would definitely be my idea of unique. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you should do it, you know. Shoot Great. some heretics and go and have a look at the chimpanzees. Yeah. Beautiful exactly. day. <laughs> Get the chimp as a ringer. It's like, oh, like, you know. Or if someone brings, like, a really offensive list, you're like, oh, you have to fo- you have to play the chimp. Let's get, like, <laughs> let's get, like torn apart. So, oh, maybe, play- maybe a certain person who's uh, planning on a Pythorian in the city. Yeah! <laughs> He's playing the chimp now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's terrible. I mean, we're already thinking about ideas for what to do next. With yeah. um, Imperialis out now, possibly oh, maybe bring Titanicus into it. That would be cool. Like, have like multi-game event. So do you, do you think you do it so one game would affect the other kind of thing? Either the game or maybe the campaign overall. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think the campaign yeah, would be quite cool. Yeah, be but I need to link up with people who know Titanicus and Imperialis better than me. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it? And it might it might encourage people to actually get into Imperialis because it seems like uh, there's a lot of people buying it, isn't there? There's not a lot of people actually playing it, and it might it's be quite still cool. new, isn't it? I, I think that'll pick yeah. up that game. Too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you, it might be a good starting point, for people. If you say, look, you can come down, you can play it at the event. You, you know, you only need four or you know four or six Imperialis players, don't you? And then the rest can all just be Heresy players. And then yeah, similar number of uh, Titanicus players. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, having Imperialis and Titanicus would be quite cool, wouldn't it? So you've got kind of it's like the granularity, isn't it? Of... And add in some uh, Battlefleet Gothic and, and yeah. then add some ZM games in there, and you can pull your head out, hair out, trying to organise it. <laughs> casual, yeah. <laughs> I think if we would start, if we, if I went down that route, it, that would be the case. Of I'd have to speak to some of the. Uh, the other Southwest or South England event organisers, because you'd, you'd start getting to the point of it being like a greetings weekender. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which would be something that'd be really cool to see in the would South. Be... Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's very... I mean, I think we've definitely got the player bases for it, haven't we, like down there? It's just it's getting it organised and getting everyone together. Yeah, um, somewhere like Bristol would definitely be the place to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Because then that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, get a massive warehouse in Bristol or Bristol Zoo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's in about Bristol. I think there's uh, somebody was posting earlier on one of the chats that there's some, some event happening in June in Bristol. Is that the GT one? Yeah, I was, I was a bit confused because it said about GT, and but then it was saying it was a narrative event. I was like, well, which is it? So it's a narrative <laughs> GT. I think it's the 40k GT, but they'll do a heresy event as well. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it did look pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah it's... Well, it's not too far, is it, as well? That's the thing. It's If it's Brony Bristol, you think, oh, Risk that. Yeah, I've, I've I've put my email address down on the the list to be notified when the tickets go up because it's mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it's fifteenth of June, I think that weekend. Um, and it's uh, I think it's being held 
on or near the university campus it's near where i used to live in bristol so if it, if it is where i think it is then the parking should be pretty good for there as well actually but um yeah that'll be interesting to see but anyway a little side tangent there that's not um, a tangent that's important information well yeah <laughs> little southwest on tour could be couldn't it yeah because it looks like they're doing kind of similar thing they're doing the same event in multiple places they've got yeah bristol and then some other ones along the south coast and london area but it looks things yeah. It's exciting. yeah maybe that's it get one together for june get to the bristol the bristol whatever it is whatever it's called what that i don't know what they're calling it bristol gt yeah it'd be quite cool yeah hmm. Sweet. Have you got anything you wanted to add to your event stuff, James? Sorry, because we sort of went off topic from that. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost track of what we've covered and what we haven't. Oh, mate, there's not not a lot of planning going on in this. (laughs) It's a highly professional podcast, I'll have you. Highly highly professional, yeah. I don't know, anything you want to know about the event? I I think the thing is, we're pretty... You know we're pretty well versed in them by this point, so it's it's easy for me to forget there's other stuff people sort of haven't. Oh yeah, you, you didn't really go on about your vi- you know sort of going about your video briefings not that much, did you? Because I think that's a really unique thing you've got. I know other people oh, do yeah. video briefings, but I think oh, you're it was really um, totally an idea I stole from. Uh, it was came from in... Ah, that was as Gino Five Two used to do them as well, didn't they? Um, but yeah, I mean, I got um, when I did it for the first one, I think it was just a random guy on it. So he sounded really cool, so I got him to do a voiceover. And ever yeah. since then, just like loved the kind of character I've created with this yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. So it's been like the same narrator all the way through, kind of introduces the uh, story and does a little bit of a mission briefing as well with all the graphics and the scores and everything else. Yeah, but that that adds so much to like the immersion, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I used to love yeah. just turning the lights off in UCG. So you yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> no, especially if well. you had people in playing the card games as well, because they suddenly plunged into darkness and have yeah, this yeah. massive I'm briefing going... in front of them, like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> I'm going to play Enchanted Forest. I know you're not, cunt. <laughs> you're going to learn about the Orphan's Hope system. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to yeah. take it a little bit further with Curtin. Obviously, they've got the uh, the screen on the wall. So we're going to have the uh, kind of countdown and ambient music playing as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. You need to get like a wind machine as well. Like blowing, blowing <laughs> smoke across the table. <laughs> Token on the bank. Yeah, that's it. If you book any any events with Curtin for the summer, you might need a wind machine just to keep us all cool because it does get a bit warm in there. <laughs> you say that we I played um, an event in Curtin this year, and they've got a really nice couple of aircon machines up there. Oh, oh nice! Okay. Oh, that's sweet. To the point, that we were standing in front of it, and we're like, "No, nah, I'm cold. It, it needs to turn." <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've not, I've not done an event occurring for a while, but it's, it's, you know, it's, um, yeah, in a while since I've been there. And I think, yeah, last time we went to, it was really hot, wasn't it? It was like middle of summer. We were like, oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. 
sound like me, but I think the, the the larger gentlemen there were definitely suffering. I, I yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, looks a bit a bit damp. Oh, that's sweet though. They got yeah. There you go. Wind machine sorted. So there we are. Get the smoke on the go. <laughs> Just walk in and it's just a mist. Like, welcome to the smog of the city. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Orphan's Hope. <laughs> you say that. I, I've had so many silly ideas with the events where it was literally a case of, oh, I could buy a load of um, par lights and hang them from the ceiling to illuminate all the boards. <laughs> that would have been sweet. <laughs> Mental. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, I can bring down some of my task lighting. Hang some of that above. <laughs> Try and find all like the old lasers from when I used to DJ and use those. And I didn't know you used to DJ. Oh, way back when I was in college and no, not college, university, just Mate. after. Man, oh, many talents. Yeah, you could like drop a mix like during <laughs> yeah. during the like second game. <laughs> just it like thirty minutes remaining. <laughs> Leave that job ever. Get on. I, I didn't know you did that. I got too old for it. That's the problem. I used uh, to, yeah. uh, I'd work on a Friday, sleep Friday, well, go out Friday night, yeah. work all day Saturday, go home, have a two hour nap, work all night Saturday, and go straight into work on a Sunday. Oof. Uh, it's the joy of being young, though, isn't it? <laughs> Do it. Suddenly your body's like, no. I think I got tired just listening to that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rip. <laughs> there you go, learn something new. So not only just an event organiser, also a top DJ, one of Plymouth's top DJs. Yeah. <laughs> DJ apostate. <laughs> That's it. I'm fully expecting a full full mix now for one of the future events. And a full set. That can be the Saturday night entertainment after the event. <laughs> so. Gonna mix in a load of the um, vocals from the Horus Heresy uh, video that James Games Workshop did with. Oh, Horus never look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. Love> <laughs> so, um, you're you're sold out on all of your Orthons Home uh, Orthons Hope events at the moment, aren't you? Uh, yeah, um, Jack took the last one for February. Sorry, everyone. Just wanted to play <laughs> two heresy events. But um, <laughs> if if uh, people wanted to to check out the you know the details and keep an eye on it, just in case a, a, somebody was mental enough to drop out and wanted to to jump on, what where's the best place from to to find out about your events? Uh, the best place is probably either my Instagram or the Discord. So we've got a Discord channel uh, specifically for the events now. That will probably be the uh, the easiest place. So I can give you the link to put up later. Yeah, I'll um I'll put a uh, uh, your Instagram and everything on the show notes so those listening can find you a bit easier. Ideal. Um. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we're pretty much done, aren't we? Yeah, I see. Yeah, this is getting on a little bit. We've we've covered yeah. our, our news and our what's we've got on our hobby desk and and had a good chinwag about some pretty damn awesome events. I do. Right, shall we? Uh, yeah, we'll call it a night, shall we? Yeah. Well, thank you very much, James, for coming on and and 
having a chat with us about your events. Um, I know we're we're both really looking forward to the next ones, um, in the beginning parts of next year. Um, yeah, been been nice to have you on and and learn something new about you as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. thank you for having having me on, and that's the I think that's the highlight of the events. It's looking forward to seeing everyone again next year. Yeah, that's it. Well, you've built such a good community, haven't you, really? I know, obviously, it's people you know anyway, but sort of bringing everyone together. Yeah. Quite a wide community, isn't it? Because we have people all the way from, like, Truro, and then the guys coming down from Bristol. It's It's been quite a nice mix. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah, it's been, it's been nice to, yeah, to get. It's, yeah, nice. No, it's done really well, mate. Keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> right that sounded a lot more sucky than it was meant to <laughs> all right. no, yeah, it's brilliant. all right lovely well thanks for listening everyone and uh yeah thanks for coming on james really appreciate it and then i like, say so if you want to see um so if you want to get hold of james um we're going to put his instagram in the show notes and we'll put the discord the orphan's hope discord in there as well so even if you know you can't play this time you can get in the in the uh get in the discord you can speak to everyone you can see all the pictures because james puts those up in fact, you've got all of the events in there now, haven't you? All um, yeah. all split, aren't they? So you can, if you're on the Discord, you can just go, oh, I want to go and look at Chapter 3. You know, I'm clicking Chapter 3 now, and there's all the pictures that James has taken from Chapter 3. And there's some, because, you know, you bring, your, you bring your really nice camera in as well, don't you? So, yeah, I think that's what we forgot to mention, wasn't it? I'll do all the photos. Yeah, all the photos, photos. yeah. Yeah, because you you do you know you you do um, put a lot of effort into your photos, don't you? Because <laughs> I'm I'm just looking through one now, and it's like say you've you know it's a nice bit of kit, isn't it, your camera, and you've you've got all these really nice action shots. The game's going on, you know, you've got all the models on the boards, and having that terrain just make it brings all the models out, doesn't it? It just makes them all really pop. So you've got these battle scenes, you know. I'm just like so I'm just looking through now. I'm just seeing everyone's models lined up on this on these Zomortalis boards. You know, there's dudes in corridors fighting each other, dreadnoughts kicking people's heads in. You got Abaddon there, like charging through some Reavers. Yeah, oh, looks yeah, it looks awesome. So yeah, if you um, I say if you want to go and have a look at some of that, um, join the Orphans Hope Discord, and then also it's going to mean that you'll know when the next one's coming up as well. So if you you know even if you have missed out this time. Um, you'll get to get involved in the future and you can chat some of the people coming down because even if, you know, I know a lot of people, maybe you haven't gone to an event before because there's, I suspect there's a lot of people in the Southwest now that have never been to an event um, and probably, you know, in the country in general. And I think a lot of things put people off is they don't want to travel down alone sometimes, do they? Um, but if you do get into the Discord, you can speak to people first. You don't feel like you're jumping in kind of completely alone, are you? And it's a, it's a good crowd, you know, everyone's really friendly, aren't they? And everyone's just there to have a really good time, aren't they? Just playing some heresy. So and even if you're uh, even if you're local, come down, have a check out the event. A lot of the guys are super friendly and a lot of them have started coming after speaking to people that were already playing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're in because it's in so it's in Crediton, Curtain Games. And so if you are around Crediton and you know, you've got an hour or two spare and you want to pop in, just pop on down. So yeah, yeah, pop down to Curtain Games, have a little look around. Um, so yeah, there's you know there's lots of ways you can sort of get involved, even if you actually can't play in the event this time. You can still get yourself in there. You can have a look around, see what it's all about. Um, and I suspect when you do come down and have a look, you will want to play the next one. 
you know, even if you've only just got into heresy, or even if you're not into heresy yet, <laughs> you might come down and see it and think, this is awesome. Um, and then you can chat to the, you know, you chat to people about how to get into heresy. Um, in fact, Dave, I think we should do a, an episode on that in the future about the best way to get into heresy. Yeah. About how to, you know, how to sort of jump onto it. Because there's a lot of different ways to start now, isn't there? I think it's easier to start now than it ever was, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you've got so many different options. Um, anyway, that's for the future. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll put the like so we'll put the links in the show notes so you can find out about Orphan Type. You can have a look at James' models. Um, you can see the 10 billion points of militia and solar auxiliary that he's got, and all the titans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you again. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye.